Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, mom's here. Hi. And ladies and gentlemen. The, it, the anticipation has really just been building to a level. It, it is a. It is really just a. Um, it, it's it's boiling. It's, it's boiling frenzy. over. It's a frenzy. Dad's back. What's going on? Hey. Wow. And and uh, 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 Spitfire too. You got energy. Are there any rules here? Because I have kind of noticed listening every week that the uh, we've toned down the language. Well, listen, I'm here. And you know how I get. Bombs down to a minimum. You know how I get. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm a fan of um, authentic speaking. That's kind of my thing. All right. So but, I don't have to. I don't have to watch my language. Uh, I don't think you, you have to. Say whatever I have to say. I don't think you have to. Maybe I gotta leave then. Um, but <laughs> why? Well, um, you have anxiety. <laughs> you have a little anxiety going on. We're actually gonna move Dad. We're gonna try to move him, bring him to the orange mic. Just feel like you know, I, I, we don't get him enough. Jules texted me immediately and said, "If your dad's gonna be on, she goes, can you please get videos for the Instagram?" Check one. Check. Check. He's a pro, guys. He's a pro. So you guys don't know this. Well, first of all, a couple of things, okay? Um, we're going to eventually have you on. Um, so, Dad, uh, people really do enjoy the fact that you listen to the show religiously, whether you're on or not. Yeah, why not? Well, why, I, well, I don't care about myself being on. Well, I mean, you know, which isn't great because, you know, you don't get that out of really, I don't think anybody else, which is wonderful, you know? And and for like me. The show. I, I, I never begged to get airtime on the show. I never asked production to well, put me we, on. We've had, we've had, uh, we've, we've had struggles with the scheduling obviously but now we're a little bit better we've got a lot of news to get to some family things that we're going to bring up really real quick and then we're going to get into some um to some uh of your questions dlbmailbag at gmail.com the first thing um we've had a lot of talk lately um about christine on the show and people were really anxious to get your opinion and and really uh not even so much your opinion your reaction because obviously everyone is here. This is a side of everyone's personality that doesn't typically come up during Sunday dinner. So with the the things that are coming up with Christine, um, while you guys are uh, uh, you know in the car listening together and all that other stuff, what was your initial reaction? Did you expect the conversation to go there? Uh, are we talking about a specific part of well, the Christine conversation? Christine and her 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 escapades, if you will. The fact that she's like taking the ass. Have yeah. respect for the girl. Well, I mean, you know, th- th- have respect for the girl. B- we're not getting as granular um, that she, you know, she's got a little well, I mean, bit. Let's of put alter- it on the table. Is that what we're talking about? We're talking about we're, the fact talking, that people the, are mystified they should take it in the ass. The, <laughs> I, I, I suppose this is what we're talking about. Right. Yes. So, um, I'm really not that blown away by. It. I, I don't, I don't get it, what everybody's fascination is. Well, I think that, you know, it it wasn't so much, I, I didn't think it was, you know, to me it's a different strokes thing as well. But to me it was more of a, um, you know, it, it's a different, you, on the show you get a different side of everybody. Right. You do, you know. So it was on just kind show, of. On the show are we talking about 
the television show? No, on the show, meaning this this show, this show here. Yeah. Like you, there well, are no, things that you guys hear. You're right, allowed to be free. Right, the things that don't come up usually when we're all in the same room. So maybe right. it's sometimes lost on everybody that it's going to get to your ears because they don't expect you guys to listen, and then they have right. to see you guys later on. Right. And it was just, you know it was something that was brought up. Like she was a little bit almost like, oh my god, I can't believe like almost embarrassed. Well, and I said, well, are, I wouldn't be. No, no, no. These are things that I personally knew of Christine. Maybe not so graphic, but I did know of Christine because I know Christine a lot better than daddy does Mm -hmm. um and i have news for you i think she's a great girl and i like the fact that if you don't know her the way we know her you would never suspect that she has that side to her which there is absolutely nothing wrong with having that side to yourself you know what i mean and i i I think it's kind of uh crazy and brave that she put it out there back back up what you have that side to yourself do you know what you mean i don't know what that means she doesn't speak freely about her sexual right well, most people don't right that's right. my point don't. that's what i'm saying so i know that side of her because i you know girls talk and stuff like that dinners etc hmm. etc et so it's new to maybe dad's ears because it's certainly something that i don't discuss with dad because it's not my place to discuss that with dad about somebody else you know so if christine to put it out there good for her if she feels comfortable doing that i appreciate that about her i, I have no problem with it I mean, you know, I, I, I like that this is a, a safe nest that people can talk about whatever sure. they want. Sure. You know? Who's she hurting? Nobody. She's not hurting anybody. She's I don't doing think her so. thing. Let yeah. her do her thing. So what? Yeah, she, she, I mean, look, kudos to her because she did not have to go there. Mm. And quite frankly, I just think it sheds a lot of light on the fact that most people um, have experimented with that and won't talk about it and they make believe like oh my god you know it's such a big deal i I think the vast majority of people uh have uh have have given that a try that'd be an interesting stat i might look that up over on the show the yeah i mean you have a a poll on instagram you know and how many people have have done it an anonymous poll Mm. um and, and again i'm sure that there's some that that like it some that tried it and didn't like it some you know, it's it's like a lot of other things. You know, so a couple little, um, you know, moving on because we're gonna eventually have everybody on the same show. But moving on, we've got a couple little housekeeping things. First of all, Mom, if you listen to the last show, we did get to the bottom of the rodeo thing. The weight, the the Go weight ahead. lying. Okay, it is actually. Um, we didn't listen yesterday. I did. Uh, no, I, I heard it though. We usually listen to the show Wednesdays driving down the shore. Well, we I, already didn't heard, listen I already heard it. Well, this came in. This uh, came from our friend Becky from Kansas, uh, and she says, "Dear Albie." Subject, Texas lady, calm the fuck down, from Kansas. It says, I'm from Kansas where the rodeo world is huge. We have events for kids to ride sheep and steers. Generally, the weight limit is 50 pounds, but an extra 15 to 20 pounds does not hurt the sheep. She needs to calm down. I'm including a video of my son riding a sheep at a rodeo this summer for shits and giggles. It is a rodeo where your child straps up to a helmet and jumps on a sheep, and they see how long they can ride the sheep. That's adorable, but I feel bad for the sheep. You still feel bad for the sheep. I, I, I do... I guess they could handle it, but does I never heard of uh, riding a sheep? It's called mutton busting. Mutton busting. Mutton busting. Okay. I bet it's adorable to see for the kids, but I still would kind of feel bad for the sheep. But on the same, at the same time, I guess the sheep can handle it. I would like so there. There are a lot of things that we've been talking about. You know that this just it and made me have so many questions. Okay, the the mutton busting. Are the sheep upset? Are they trying to buck the kids off? You know, I the don't problem? know that they interview the sheep afterwards. But I mean, have you ever seen this? Dad, Dad, are you aware of this phenomenon, mutton busting? 
I've never actually seen it. No. Now with this, like, so so on on its face on paper, okay. Would you guys allow Marky to ride the back of a sheep? I'm gonna say no, only because I'm I am sure the sheep is not happy that something's on its back and is trying to get rid of it. So this is the first thing that comes up as far as oh, that wasn't as clean as I would want it. That's mutton busting. No, 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 no. <laughs> not about it. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Marquesa, Marquesa de Escalia. No, I would not think that that but not because i would forbid it I and mean, i don't even know what power i would have to forbid it but knowing marky she's a girl I yeah marky's not gonna girl she's such a little yeah. little wants thing. to wave the scepter and play cinderella mm. and no that's not for marky if, but if, if albie manzo the fifth right uh why not albie manzo the fifth or christopher jr wanted to do it mm. uh i would encourage it and say yeah go for it i would be down that looks for my, dangerous. For my son doing it, yeah. Sorry, friend. That looks dangerous. But that was one thing they want to clear up. Um, there's a, a ton of things going on this month now. We've been talking about it a little bit here on the show. Um, one major announcement. This will be the last regular Dear Albie done in Studio MB. Mm. As I am picking up the equipment to uh, put... Just Studio B. Studio Berkeley is going to be a thing. We're going to be doing the show from How Berkeley now. How are you going to do that? How are you going to manage that? How are you going to get Jules down there and Candace and everybody? Well, how everyone's just going to have to make sacrifices. I've been doing it for how long? Okay? And I got news for you. This is going to... Will it change the show up a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. Jules will still be involved in every single show one way or another. Um, I'm actually... I'm putting some technology in place to actually make it possible to call in. Um, that I got from John Bighead, actually. Uh, so people could actually be on like a earbud somewhere far away and, and call into the show. We're going to see how that sounds. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something I'm, and listen to me. Mm-hmm. All right. I would like to think that you and your brother at some time can get here on a Sunday once again. Mm. All right. Since we we've lost that. All right. I think you need the equipment down here for an impromptu. Oh, Sunday no, 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 happening. no, no, no. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. The equipment is staying here. You're buying there is a brand new studio that we're going to put down there. So you've got to. I may even put cameras down there because okay. it's been um, it's been requested. People like to see the face. So they like to see it. You've got two studios happening. Well, yeah, because I mean, I think that uh, for the community's sake, for everybody listening, the once a week thing is just not you know it's not what we're here for. But I do think there'd be two almost. I don't think very different shows. But you're talking about the cast of characters that are down there that are very different from the ones up here. Sure. Which it's me and Chris. On a regular basis again, but they will be introduced to Urbano. Loving, which love Urbano. Urbano is about to be a breakout star of the podcast world. Guys, good for you. Okay, and when I say good for you, I don't mean good for my sons. I mean good for the uh, the community. He's basically, if you had to put them together, would you say he's? If you had to combine two people to make Urbano, you would probably say for the the listeners at home, you'd probably go with Greg Bennett. Mm. And would you say, if you had to use Housewives people alone, would you say he's a cross between Greg Bennett and Joe Gorga? I won't say that. No, I don't see the Joe Gorga. I don't see the Joe Gorga part. The Italian... Yeah, but not... He, he, he's very refined. He's much more... Like, he's a very... And that's not a dig against Joe Gorga. Mm. Joe Gorga's, like, loud. Urbano's very quiet. He's very soft-spoken. He does, you know... His mantras every morning on the beach, and he goes for his ocean swims to clear his soul. Sure. But he's also at the same time a bull. So I, I'm. But he also is very he, soft spoken. Would you say in a in a way he's almost like a Greg Bennett and Chris? 
I was going to say Greg Bennett and Chris. He, he kind of is. Yeah. You know, I, but it's but for Urbano alone, that's going to make things very interesting down there. Love Urbano. But, and he's um, so handsome. We're going to try and get back to the multiple shows a week, which mm-hmm. will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, uh, it's one of the events that we're planning on that. We're doing, obviously, the Big Haunted House that I told everybody about, and we're going to get details for all that. That's happening. We're doing a Ghost Hunt episode, Live Dear Albie episode, Ghost Hunt at the Berkeley. Amazing. That's going to be awesome. Um, but I wanted to look into le- the legalities of Mutton Bustin'. For what, Albie? I don't know, but I mean, it just seems like the kind of event that should happen. This place is a playground. And I think that we have the outdoor space to mutton hey, bust. Hey, if you could get the field across the street from the Berkeley to mutton bust. Like a real mutton busting. Like a li- little rodeo. Now I'm fascinated. What if you got, if, who owns that plot of land I mean, I suppose the, the town does. The town does, but I right? think, But I think, honestly, we don't even necessarily need that much of a plot. If you really, if you really like, like look into the, bu- the busting, okay? But I, I'm thinking differently. Can you use that plot of land to have like... A big festival with apples and horses and pony rides and like, what we're doing. We're going to do an Oktoberfest right. uh, there, so maybe we can work some other things in. You know, there's a lot of things like because, as you guys know, we didn't necessarily promote the heck out of what we were doing because the newer things that we want to do are not necessarily conducive for COVID. We couldn't Correct. have anybody inside or anything like that. So now we're kind of leaning into like these fun events that we have the ability to do because there aren't as much. You know, whether dates got pushed back or whatever, um, there there aren't as many constraints on what we're allowed. Right. You know, so we can get creative and have some fun. So now I'm saying to myself, a mutton busting might be the way to go. A lot of insurance for that, friend. I don't know. Make sure. You get I mean, a lot I, of I suppose. I, I I suppose, but who knows? But we're gonna look into that. Okay. And then um, this was also uh, the last, and then we're gonna get into some questions. But the last little little bit. This is um. The first real full week where everyone's moved out. All of your kids are gone, and all of your kids are living with a significant other. How do you guys feel? And there's no one in the guest room. True. So even when we had no kids in the house for a very long time, you, you were gone. Chris was, Lauren was gone. Chris was you know living with you at some point. We had the sister-in-law in the guest room. So there was always somebody here. Yeah, you, you kids were gone for quite a few years, but we always had, like uh, he said, we had uh, my sister in the guest room. Mm-hmm. So uh, now the house is completely empty, and it's just Dad and myself. So um, it feels different this time because both you and Chris have moved in with a partner. And uh, whereas before it was like, all right, you know, Abby's going to come home for a couple of days. But now it's it's changed. It, it, it definitely the, the family dynamic has shifted in a major, major way within a week of itself because both your girls moved in with each of you in the same week. Pretty much. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. And it's it's funny because Daddy said to me, well, are you going to go down and help those kids move in? And I'm like, nope. And he's like, why? I'm like, because they... they they have their girlfriends. It's it's not my place anymore to do that. So that was kind of a uh, you know with Lauren, um, with a girl with a girl mom, it's different than with a boy mom, because I have to now step back and let Chelsea and Cassandra make the home for you guys. So it's definitely different for sure. Hmm. Which did is that, fine. Did you have anxiety about that? Not at all. I think they're both great girls, and I think I didn't I say to you that my our boys are going to be happy. They both are going to make them very nice homes. Didn't I say that? Yes, you did. I did. I like them both very much. Hmm. Yeah, it's big. I mean, you know, just a lot happening here. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the questions. We threw out, um, before we even get into this, uh, 
by getting into this, I, I guess. We put out a thing saying um, bad engagement stories or funny engagement stories. Uh, and I believe we've, t- we've told your guys engagement story on the show before, so we've kind of gone gone through yes. that. Yes. But um, we were asking other people what um, you know what what their experiences have been like. Dad, did you have it plotted out? Did you know what you wanted to do, or you just kind of did it? No, I didn't. I had no clue. I was so, such a. I just didn't know. I I didn't think about it much. I I was preoccupied with the thought of it. I thought. But I didn't really think of something grandiose, you know, and, and uh, I was excited about getting the ring, and I finally had the ring in my pocket for a couple of days, and then finally it was like, all right, that's it. I'm just going to do it right now. And it was uh, under a highway, yeah. uh, which we which we showed the world on uh, mm-hmm. on Housewives. Mm. So uh, that was very, very real, and it, it was a cool thing. And then I asked her to marry me again under the same highway. So uh, that worked out good. Here we are. Two for two. Two for two. We got a we got a bunch of things in. We're gonna read a couple of them. This was interesting. I like this one for you, Dad, because um, for obvious reasons, because you're you're in the biz. Bridesmaid etiquette during COVID. So it's uh, dear Albie, Jules, and Candace. Disappointed you two. You know, two out of three are kind of disappointed, but I I hope we did okay in uh, the replacements here. But here's what she says. I'm gonna keep this short. I'm a bridesmaid in a wedding that got rescheduled to November because of COVID. The wedding is indoors with 200 guests. Concerned about the spread of COVID, I'm in California where cases are high. I asked the bride whether they were taking any, she says precarious, I think she means precautions, taking any precautions, and she said no, no masks, no precautions besides hand sanitizer. My dilemma is that if I'm exposed to or get COVID, I'm going to have to quarantine and take time off of my new job. And it seems reckless to attend a wedding if the size during, of this size during this time. A majority of the other brides, feel, maybe she means bridesmaids, feel the same way I do, and we plan on ta- talking to the bride soon. In the event she doesn't care about our health concerns, she told me that if I want to wear a mask down the aisle or during the ceremony to not come, am I wrong or a bad friend if I decide to not go to participate in the wedding? If these were normal times, I wouldn't be concerned, but I don't think it's right for her to make me put my health and job at risk for her wedding. Thank you in advance for the advice. I've been listening since the beginning, and I love the show. Much love, Katie. I'm with Katie. Interesting one. I'm with Katie. You know, I I understand her concerns. She's not being, oh, no, uh, you know, oversensitive to the thing. She clearly is worried. She has a new job, all right? She's worried about quarantining, leaving another state, which perhaps in the eyes of her employer would be irresponsible. Who knows? Don't know what she does or, or how close she is to them. Um, I get that aspect of it. I get the flying on the plane aspect of it because I myself am not keen to go on an airplane for two reasons. A, who the hell wants to sit for hours with a mask on? I can't stand going to the grocery store for five minutes. I want to suffocate. Um, I get her point of view. I get the bride's point of view as well, that oh, this is my wedding and I want to celebrate, but she has to understand that people are going to have their own um, thoughts on it and she's got to respect them and deal with it. I, what happens to you a lot? You've got parties that aren't even happening because people are worried. So I kind of yeah. I kind of get her. I kind of well, get it. But I think it's get, it just gets – I'm listening very very, very, uh, very carefully to you read the letter. And I think one of her problems is she has a problem with walking down the aisle without a mask on. No, she said if – well, she said that. Well, I think it's that was in the context. No, no, no. I think oh, it's no? in the context of, 
Um, in the event she doesn't care about our health concerns, she told me that if I want to wear a mask down the aisle or during the ceremony oh, to not that. come. Well, okay. Yeah, so, a, that's am weird. I wrong or a bad friend if I decide to not go to participate yeah, in the wedding? Yeah, well, she, 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 she doesn't have to go. She doesn't want to go. But let's be, let's, let's be very clear. We get very confused about what the mask's job is. The job of the mask is to keep the other person safe. Okay? Not to keep you safe. You are keeping others safe by wearing a mask. You're trying to keep the droplets of moisture that come out of your breath when you speak from infecting or going into the air and infecting someone else. Mask does nothing to prevent you from getting COVID. So if everybody wears a mask, you're helping everybody stay safe because no one's spreading through the droplets from your mouth in the air. But her wearing a mask down the aisle, she's protecting herself from other people. And they're all socially distanced. There's an aisle. She's walking down by herself. There's no reason to wear a mask walking down the aisle. It makes no sense. Yes. I mean, I think there. these are the things, though, that maybe she, she might just need some clarity on. And I think it's about talking to your friend where, look, if you're if – you're, it's a two-way street in my opinion, okay? If you are a friend of the bride's, a close friend of the bride's enough to be in her wedding party that has health concerns, okay, she should be the type of friend to take your concerns into consideration and say, look, if you are looking past what we are all dealing with and whatever and taking whatever risks you feel like you need to take to be here, you know, then I'm at least at a minimum willing to listen to you and hear what your concerns are and not make while the day is about you, not make it in, in its entirety about you and listen to your friends. Because at the end of the day, you might very well be asking them to take some kind of what some people would consider a risk. OK, one way or the other. Now, for her to be like, hey, look, you know, to I, I think walking down the aisle, like if, if you're walking down the aisle and everybody else in the pews and all that stuff are wearing masks, I agree. I think that like, you know, you're going to be distanced out. These are the types of things in, 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 at, at work we deal with every single day with, you know, the six feet and all of that stuff. Like there are ways to make sure everybody's okay. Um, at the end of the day, I think, you know, that's not exactly what I would consider, you know, a high risk activity. Right. But at the same time, if you, she's saying to herself, look, she's being really cavalier with everybody's, you know, feelings. Putting, right. Yeah. Right. That, and then it makes her feel a certain way. Then look, if you're genuinely afraid of all of this stuff, okay. And it can genuinely affect you and you feel like that there's no regard for it. Well, at that point, if you think that's something to burn the friendship over, because that's probably what it'll do. That's on you. That's a personal decision to make. I would like to think that it's not going to burn the friendship. I have, I would like to think that the bride has a certain degree of understanding of her position um, as far as wearing the mask down the aisle, I think for 10 minutes you can take the mask off, walk down the aisle, stand at the church, and if once you go into the reception you feel that you want to put a mask on, the bride shouldn't have an issue with that because yeah, I'm course. sure there'll be more people wearing masks. Um, but I think the bride should have a certain sensitivity to the fact that this girl is worried about having to come back and an issue with quarantine and a new job. Listen, this is a crazy world we live in. It's, it's nuts the things we have to go through. I, I the other day... Went and taped something. They gave me a COVID test on a Wednesday. I went and taped on a Thursday for argument's sake, right? I get there. We're taping. Halfway through the taping, the producer comes in and says, 
got a rap. Why? Well, the person that was sent from the lab that checked you in to make sure you didn't have a temperature, your your oxygen level was good, and gave you an eight-mile page thing of questions, tested positive for COVID today. Everybody's all masked up. Everybody's got gloves on. Everybody, with the exception of the talent, when we were on camera, beyond, when we were off camera, everybody had masks on. So here's the world we live in. We all had to leave. Okay. Fast forward to the next week. Another COVID test gets taken again. Okay. You're clear. Next day you go in. So where is the line drawn? Where is the safety level felt? I don't know. So I think it's an individual decision. And I think she's being responsible for her job, for herself, being honest with the bride. And I kind of wish the bride had a little bit of a different attitude to that, to have a little bit more of understanding where they could say, all right, it's my wedding day. Can you do at least do this? And I'll, you know, can you walk down the aisle? Can you stand for the pictures? Can you do that for me? Instead of being combative, I think that would have been nice to see. Yeah. I mean, also there's something to be said for this being in November too. Like, give it some time, right? you know, um, but, but I think she's, she's thinking ahead to, to warn the bride, right? Yeah, I think like, look, it's fine to kind of think ahead like that. And, and I think it's also fine to say, you know, it's it's a very weird thing all around because I think that uh, there's so much conflicting information out there, too. It makes it very, very difficult to know what is even the right thing to do in the first place. I think that there's a lot of things that are happening now that, you know, it it's it's a very tangled kind of a a web in moments like this because you don't want to really upset somebody but you might have valid concerns too at the same time so many things can change in just a couple of weeks and you're about probably you know about a month or two away you know we get so confused about what a wedding is in this area in jersey okay you know what the wedding is the wedding is the party the wedding is the cocktail hour and all the free shrimp and all the free lamb rack and all the free food and all the free drinks and, you know, the chance to get hammered, drunk, and party with your friends. and all. That's what the wedding is, okay? But do you know what this has done to people that are actually the bride and groom? It has given them a reality check to say, hey, this is not about a party, at the end of the day, this is about our life. We start our life together. We 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 go down the road of, of, of life together, laying down roots and having children and, 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 and starting our life. That's the real reason to get married, okay? And people don't want to put their life on hold for some stupid disease, some stupid nonsensical pandemic, which, again— I'm not suggesting that it's not real or, or, or anything like that. What I'm saying is we're going forward with our life. Don't come if you're freaked out. We get it. No one's going to be upset with you. No one's going to hate you. No one's going to be mad at you. But bottom line is we're getting married. We're going to have a life. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think the bride should respect her decision as she, as she, you know, had, you know, respected the bride enough to say, listen, these are my concerns. And it's just a matter of talking to each other and trying to figure out what's the best, you know, way, way to combat this. And if she stays home for the bride, not to have hard feelings for her to understand. And for the bridesmaid to understand that, listen, this wedding's going on with or without me. And it's just, it is what it is, yeah. basically. I mean, the same way I don't think you would, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of shaving people for staying in 
and completely isolating yourself from everything. I'm not a shaming people for people that want to be out and right. live their and live their life. I think it becomes a personal decision. Do thing, you, man? And right? respect each you other. You get for the it. guidance that you get. You stick to what you've been told. Okay, if you read something and then all of a sudden it makes you want to take extra precautions, you do it. If you think it's the other way around and you want to take less precautions, but at the end of the day, there are rules and whatever, you stick to rules. I mean, if you're saying, hey, look, you know, I, I love being free. I'm from a nudist colony and all that other stuff. Like, it's just kind of how I want to live my life. Well, you know, you know, you can't do that in a grocery store. It's kind of how it is. So whatever the rules are, we stick to them. Right. Okay. But at the same time, you know, I think if people are playing by those and if this I don't know what's going on in California and, and what the rules are, but if by the time this wedding comes around, this is all within the regulations that you're allowed to abide by and all that other stuff. And she's taking all the precautions that she has to take. Then it's up to you. It's a personal decision. But I think to that point, like, you know, I definitely have seen that people have been willing to just say, I just want the people I care about the most in a room. It's really funny because it's kind of how I would describe the way I wanted to get married because of so many weddings that I had seen that I just kind of want the people I care about the most in one place and make a whole like, like, you know, really several days even out of it uh, if you could. And that to me would be cool. I think you're almost seeing people get forced into like that micro wedding, almost destination style wedding where you would only see that people that went on a trip would, would, would go for because they're just taking what they can get in some cases. And sometimes that's the ceremony at a small dinner. Right. And you're leaving out the partying and all that other stuff because you can't do it. Right. So it's, it's, um, well, you know, like Marcus and Marta had really a pretty awesome wedding. I yeah, thought, you know, yeah. I mean, not about the food or any one aspect of it. It was the entire experience. Um, and that's, that was felt very real. It felt very, you know, felt very, very appropriate. Um, and I think that's, you know, you know, it's not, not practical for everybody, obviously, but, um, now that's know, a, now, I now, it was good. yeah, now, now that's a year ago and our friends get married like that. They have about, I think it's like 60 people there still managed to make it kind of feel intimate because of the amount of time you spent with everybody and like people that didn't know each other that were just close to them, all that kind of bonded over that same reason, you know? And that's a cool thing. And I think in a strange way, you're seeing people get forced to do that by limiting guest lists and stuff like that. And maybe in a weird, like, kind of psychoanalytical way, it's almost um, kind of a good thing. Because there are people that I'll talk to people that get married, you know, that get married by us or whatever, you know, and will actually say that they liked it more in a weird way. Like, it wasn't what they expected, but it worked out, you know. But at the end of the day, you also. I think it's a time to realize that that day is not about just you. And you got to consider everybody else that's there. It's not a bridezilla time. I, I, I appreciated the way this girl came, came to her with, with the message. Listen, I'm getting on a plane. I have to worry about being, you know, uh, what do you call, stuck in my house for two weeks. I have a new job. She didn't come at it with, how could you be having a wedding now? You know, she, she wasn't, she wasn't uh, combative in the way she's, she tried to explain what, what the ramifications of her going to this wedding would be to her personally. And the bride came back at her a little salty. Yeah. You know, that I don't like. Yeah, the stay home thing is like, right. you know. You know what I mean? That wasn't nice. 
All right. Well, we we've exhausted this subject. We should get Christine in here. Yeah. And, <laughs> liven it up. Are you? Are you? Uh, did, did you want to? Did you have a when you heard that? Heard what? The episode. I mean, Christine, if you would really like look around and look at our friend group, your your kids' friend group, as like the Bachelor, Christine's really what the only single one, I guess. If you really think about it, I, I find it I find it interesting um, to 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 consider the fact that Christine does not have a boyfriend and has had her challenges finding a boyfriend uh, because. I think arguably, um, I don't know who would argue against me. I think she's she's a lovely girl. She's a, she's a very nice girl. Mm-hmm. She's certainly attractive. Um, she has a very nice body. And why is she not gobbled up by by some some man? I we mean, we apparently have we do have um, updates. We there are people that have been setting Christine up with guys, and I think the first couple of people that have been coming back said they thought maybe she wasn't interested. She's very picky. I think she. Well, puts... now we now we know that the the American knows she's a three input girl. So you would think that. I we're... mean, that raises her stock like freaking crazy, right? Or not? Well, you know what? I think you got to go through the audience on this one. So, from a guy's perspective, like we have the guy group chat. The guy group chat was a very different reaction than I would say the Dear Albie community, which tends to be mostly female on yeah, on what I sure. how I react. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the same thing, but. Um, what I'm going to do is there will be a couple of people that we probably just interview when we get down to uh, uh, down to the Berkeley. We'll, we'll have a chance to have some more of our single guy friends that are down there. I, I think the biggest problem with Christine, and we've had this conversation many, many times amongst the girls, she is just entirely too picky. Um, and it's just like stupid things. Well, I don't like his shoes. I don't like his haircut. You know, like crazy. I don't like that he likes Mexican every Thursday night and Chinese every Tuesday. He's too, he's too, you know, uh, regimented. Like, you know what, Christine? You just got to, like, dial it back a little bit. Like, just relax. Relax. You're saying relax. You give him a chance is what I'm saying. Mm. She's very um, focused on a certain look. Well, is it always her that decides that? Or, or are the guys, no, no, no. you know, no, getting no, no. the first... Uh... You know, when you swipe, you swipe, oh, I don't like him because I don't like his hair color. Oh, no, I don't like the way he dresses. Yeah, we're talking about... That, that, that's fine. You could be like that when, it, when you're talking about a picture. But when you talk about the actual date, who is pulling the plug on she's, the second date she, or the third date she is her is. or the guy she I, is I, I mean i think it might be spread out she is she, she's sure. very very and i i i feel like and i've told her this i feel like it's a defense mechanism on her part afraid of being rejected and i just said listen just go for it i said because he could be everything you never wanted like in looks in his name his name she could be bothered by a name like just give him a chance you never know get to know these people it's not surface very deep. she's very very surface hmm. and she has to get beyond the surface well, we'll see it's a saga that will continue yes. but I thank you both mm-hmm. love seeing you always a pleasure and we welcome home for the couple of minutes I, I that know, you're here I, I know, appreciate I know. it we should, we should do it more we I got to more. make you eggs this morning you know, it's been was, a while it was very nice it was very you. nice yes. but love you both catch you guys later Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.